People like games. What's up, folks? It's Reggie with People Like Games, and this week on Story Mode, we're taking it back to Rockstar's roots with the story of Grand Theft Auto. Let's get into it. Nowadays, Rockstar's a pretty much a household name. After years of controversy, everyone and their mother knows about Rockstar and GTA. But our story today begins with a team formerly known as DMA Design. Dave Jones started DMA in Scotland in 1987. And you're not alone if this is your first time finding out that GTA is not originally an American game because I didn't know that until I was researching this. Either way, DMA got their first big break with a puzzle series called Lemmings, spawning multiple sequels and simultaneously throwing the team into a rut. After years of producing the same series, as we see time and again with these studios, the team was ready to move on to a new project. And then in comes Mike Daly. As graphics engine programmer, Daly's job was to mess around with new concepts and see how to make them work in new and innovative ways. In 1994, he began working on a new game engine that created a bird's eye view of a city. With some tinkering, the team could create some pseudo 3D with the buildings, and Jones visualized it all as a helicopter chase a la cops. This is where Race and Chase comes into play. With Jones' new inspiration and Daly's new engine, the team created their first concept known as Race and Chase. Originally developed as a multiplayer car racing and crashing game in the real world, the team was beginning to have fun again in game development and started conceptualizing multiple game modes and features, even the series staple police interactions. With the basic concept down, the team started taking inspiration from American cities for the setting, using Manhattan, San Francisco, and Miami as Liberty City, San Andreas, and Vice City respectively. They also studied music and film, such as some classics like Knight Rider, A-Team, and Speed, and would create missions based around the action they were watching, replacing some more mundane ones like pizza delivery. At this time, ideas were being shot out from every direction, and the team was cramming just about everything they could into the game. At one point, you could even play as the cops. Eventually, that was scrapped, because we all know it's way more good to be bad. But too much enthusiasm led development into a pretty rough spot. While the team was happy again and having fun with their new game, it was getting to their heads a bit, and no one in the company was able to say no. Dave Jones hated linearity, and so the team made missions possible in any order. But then the scriptwriters would have trouble constructing a narrative. Then too many ideas were thoughtlessly coded into the game, and bugs would pop up left and right, setting back production multiple times. More than a few deadlines were missed, and it's even possible that the team was ready to kill the game out of fear it couldn't keep up with true 3D titles coming out, like Tomb Raider. Eventually, Gary Penn was brought in as creative director and resident voice of reason. He could finally say no to the team when their ideas, however fun and cool, didn't fit with the bigger picture. With a leader at the helm, the writing and design teams were able to come together on a single path. And some of those bugs I mentioned earlier ended up being pivotal to the gameplay. Most famously, a glitch appeared, making the cops extremely aggroed at just about all times. And the team kind of just went along with it. The newly rebranded Grand Theft Auto was released on October 21st, 1997 to relatively poor reviews, but killer sales. It was a bestseller in the UK, shipping over a million units in just one year. The problem critics had mostly were with the graphics. In hindsight, Daily's engine does seem dated, even for the time when you look at the landscape of 3D gaming that was coming around. But with the resurgence of 2D, there's definitely an appreciation I can look back on the style with today. I haven't mentioned it far, but the music in GTA, all produced in-house by Colin Anderson, who created the idea of radio stations in the game, Craig Connor, and Grant Middleton, was easily one of the most praised parts of the game. The team started a long tradition of an outstanding soundtrack 
then in 2021 comes full circle with the creation of Rockstar's new music label. Grand Theft Auto is a modern gaming legend and has cemented Rockstar as one of the biggest studios in the medium. I guess I should mention that after GTA's release and after a few acquisitions, DMA Design would go on to become Rockstar North, who, yes, still develop GTA games today. And we didn't even get into the jump to 3D, the place where the series would really get into all of the controversy it's known for today, including one of the most well-known of all time, the hot coffee mod. But that's for another time. That's all I've got for this one, folks. Let us know what you think is next for GTA, and I'll be back next week with another history lesson. Peace.